morning, family. Great to see you. Whatever, and you stop by today, thank you for being here. We want you to know that we're glad you're here. And if you're from our area and you are our guest today, thank you, thank you for being a part of our assembly today. We want you to know that anytime you have a chance, make sure you come back and join us for some time of uh, fellowship and praising uh, our God. This morning we'll be talking about health. Now, not just a Beatles song, but actual health. Uh, I, I, I've noticed something reading through the Bible. Maybe you have also. Um, have you ever noticed how many times that New Testament as well as Old Testament, many of the writers spend a lot of their time talking about issues and problems that people have in life? You ever notice that? A lot of things about, listen, I know you're going to struggle, I know you're going to have these problems, and I know you're going to go through some rough times and some times when, you're, when you just don't know where to turn and some, some issues, and, and sometimes they'll be physical, I mean, you'll have health problems. Sometimes they'll be relational. Things don't always, you can't control the other person. Sometimes you just have those issues. Sometimes they're financial, and sometimes they're, you have, it has nothing to do with you. It's just nature and something that happens. But what I've noticed over and over is this idea of issues and problems will happen. That's going to be there. So this morning what I'd like to do is just spend a little time talking about this particular idea. I look, to the, I, look, I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? Well, my help comes from the Lord, who made the heaven and the earth. Now, if he can make the heavens and the earth, I think you're leaning on a pretty, pretty, ta- pretty strong stick. You know what I'm saying? My I, my help comes from the Lord. And this is what he says about that Lord who made the heaven and the earth. He will not let you be defeated. He will guard you when you sleep. The Lord guards you. The Lord, he's like the shade that protects you from the sun. You know, the sun can't hurt you during the day. Moon can't hurt you at night. you got the shade. The Lord will protect you from all dangers. He will do what? Guard your life. He will guard your life. The Lord will guard you as you come and you go both now and forever. This morning, I want to refocus on where our help comes from. And I know that you know, anytime we got a group of, of a few people getting together like this, that uh, probably almost all of us have some sort of a thing that's happening to you right now. There's some sort of an issue. Like I said, maybe it's a health thing. Maybe it's a relationship. Whatever it is, there's something going on with everybody. And so this morning, I want to encourage you to look up to our God, to see who the real help is. Can, can, where the real help can come from. Okay, now, there's different things about that I'd like to get into, but I just wanted to encourage you to think about your God and how powerful He is because it is through Him that you can have some help through whatever it is that you're going through. Let's pray this morning before we begin and talk about some different things uh, that our God does for us. <clears throat> Father, we are thankful that you care about us and know what happens to us uh, just during our everyday life. And, and Father, we are, uh, wow, there's just, there's things happening to us. We've got issues and problems, uh, and, they, and they just keep coming. And, but Father, we realize that that's part of life, and it's part of being on this earth. And so, Father, this morning, we ask you to provide for us a glimpse of you and what you are doing. We know and we, we believe, we have faith, Father, that you are helping us. But Father, we want to see how you do that. And we, wanna, we want you to give us the peace that comes from knowing uh, that you're taking care of these things for us. Father, we ask also that you would encourage us to focus on you, to think about you. And that, Father, 
um, realize that the only real help we can get is from you and what you provide for us. We thank you, Father, for that. And if nothing, if we can't, I don't know, maybe we just can't grasp a lot of things, but, Father, we certainly see your love for us, and we see what you've done for us through Christ upon the cross. For we know that it is our, our sins that have created the biggest problem, and we have fallen short of what you want us to be, but we see that through the blood of Christ, we can be brought back and be right with you. And we are so thankful that you have loved us so much you provided that for us. We ask, Father, that you provide for us the peace in our hearts that only you can. And, Father, we just are so thankful. We are so thankful for what you've done. Help us this morning as we, we talk about that and think about that, Father, what you do, have done, and are going to do for us. Thank you, Father, for that hope. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Just a couple things that I thought of this morning as I think about what God has done for me. I thought about God's Word, the Bible. You guys have heard me speak many times about the idea of how precious it is to have in your hands right now, whether it be your, uh, you know, used to, you could say the Bible that you've got in your hands, but now you've got to say, well, your phone or tablet or whatever it is that you're looking at those words of God on. Aren't you grateful that you can see what God wants for you and from you? Amen? I mean, you don't have to wonder about it. You don't have to say, well, I wonder what God wants. You can know because he has provided for you through his wisdom and through people down through the ages. He has provided for us the way that we can read it. We can see it. And if someone comes up and says, listen, as a Christian, you need to do this. You can say, oh, really? Because I read in the Bible that I'm supposed to do this. Oh, aren't you thankful? You don't have to take people's words for it all the time. Here's what the Bible claims about itself. All Scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. What you have in the Bible is a precious gift, something you can look at and read. I, I just, a couple of things very quickly on this line, okay? Um... Sometimes people get caught up in which translation is the closest and which, you know, these wording in this one or this wording in this one. Listen, family, if you'll read it, you'll be beating 90% of the people in the world. I don't care what version you read. If you read it, you will have beaten 90% of the people in the world because 90% of the people haven't even read it. So read it, okay? Find a version you understand and read it. And then if you have questions about whether well, I wonder if this is correct or, or not, and you, and you get to you're thinking about the Bible a lot and you want to look at what the, the original language read and how it was worded, that's fine. Go, go for that. That's very important. I want you to do that. Especially if you have questions about whether is this, is this exactly what God wanted me to have. Oh, absolutely. Look at that and see. All right. Wonderful thing about, like I mentioned a minute ago, technology today. You can look up the exact Greek wording, and you can find the exact translation, right? You don't have to, you don't have to take somebody's word for it. I mean, Rick, I, I could get up here and say, listen, I took, I took two years of Greek in college. A hundred years ago, I forgot it all. Don't take my word for it, right? You can look it up for yourself, and you can see what the Bible says, right? Precious thing that you have, the Bible, the words of God. Now, there's some things I found in that Bible, and I'm sure you have also. I have found words that are more comforting than any person could ever provide for me. I have found strength. I have found 
peace. I have found power. I have found uh, a, a love that has been given to me that I can't find anywhere else. I don't see it anywhere else other than through the words that I find in the Bible. All right? It is a precious gift that you have been given. Now, you may be thinking today, well, I've got some issues and I don't find a lot of strength in that. Well, how much time have you spent reading it? How much time have you spent in that, looking at what the words of God say? All right? In other words, it could be the, the lack of looking at it is why you're not finding much peace in it or much comfort in it. Well, Rick, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a very good reader. I don't. Did you watch television last week? Oh, come on. You did too, right? How that time you spent watching that television, if you would have spent reading your Bible instead, I think you could have got through a lot of it, right? In other words, what I'm saying is spend your time looking at the precious things that God has left us in His Word. You want help? You want help through whatever you're going through? Maybe the first place you need to turn is the words of God. That would make sense, wouldn't it? We turn to the words of the Creator, of the Master. He is our King, and what He says, we live by. Amen? How are we going to know what He says unless we're looking and reading and seeing what He says? So therefore, I'm going to encourage you. If you want the help of God, look to His Word. Look to His Word. I noticed something about His Word, and I just want to kind of go along with that. And that is the idea that it's, there, there's a care, uh, a, a taking care of that I find in the words of God. And I also feel it. Now, you guys have heard me speak many, many times. I don't spend a lot of time talking about the way that you feel because my feelings and the feelings of the opposite sex also, they change a lot, right? One day they're this, one day they're that. No, no, no. One minute we're this, one minute we're that. Okay, feelings change. They come and they go. And so, therefore, I don't spend a lot of time just dealing on this idea of, well, do you feel good about it? What's that got to do with anything, whether I feel good about it, all right? Either I'm doing it or I'm not. Okay, all right, you guys see where I'm going with that. But I have noticed something about feelings. If I don't feel the presence of God with me, I'm missing out on a lot of peace and comfort. I feel the care of my God. I, I mean, I, I feel that. Now, it may come through other ways, but I feel that, and that is very important that I know that my God is caring for me. It, it makes a difference in my day, I'll tell you. It makes a difference in the way I face things to know that God cares about me. I remember this, uh, as, as we read in, in Psalm 121, the Lord will protect you from all dangers. He will guard your life. Now, that's interesting wording there, isn't it? Because what I see is the care of God. Do you think God knows what you did yesterday? Anybody? Everybody? God knows what you did yesterday, right? Okay, here's another question. He knows what you did, but okay, we, we, we've assumed that. He knows what you did. Did he care what you did yesterday? I mean, did it make any difference to God how you acted or reacted or what you lived or how you lived? Every Christian says, well, yeah, of course. And I, I don't know why it is, but sometimes we feel like we're going through life without God at, there at all. We don't see him. We don't, why, why would we feel that way? Because Lord, when we think about it, yeah, he knows. And not only does he know, but he cares. Whatever you're going through today, whatever issue or problem that you may be dealing with right now, I want to remind you, God doesn't just know about it. He cares about it. 
Who cares? And when you are sad and when you are upset and when you are hurting, guess what? So is God because he loves you that much. Now, he's not concerned or upset because he can't do anything about it. No, no, no. God doesn't wring his hands at your problems and say, oh, I wish I could take care of that for him. No, no, no. Not, that's, God doesn't look at it that way. He's upset because you are. He cares about you and what you're going through. I'm reminded of this verse over in Romans chapter 8. What then shall we say in response to this? Talking about grace, you can read the, the context there. If God is for us, who can be against us? If, if God is on my side, what do I have to fear? He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Oh, our God cares about what's going on in our life. Now, as I mentioned, that may come through God's words. You may read those in God's words. But also, it may also come through God's people. You may feel that care through God's people. I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as Paul describes what the body of Christ is like. God has, given, God has put the, the body together. I mean, he did that. Giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body. Talking about you and I, Christians, the body of Christ. Each part should have equal concern for each other. This is what he says about them. If one part suffers, every part does what? You suffer with them. Right? If one part is honored, then every part rejoices with them. You are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. The body of Christ is one of the ways through which our God provides for us the care and love and protection and, and all of those things that we talk about. God's help can come through God's people. And I've seen it happen. Anybody else seen it happen? I've seen God's people come through in great ways and really help people get through some really rough times. But, don't you hate it when someone says, but, <laughs> but, I've seen sometimes when God's people didn't come through either. Right? I've seen times when it went the opposite. Things, people got hurt, feelings got hurt, things happened, and they kind of divided and hurt each other. So, what am I saying? Well, let me just say it like this. There's a couple of questions I need to ask you, okay? The first one is this. Do the actions of Christians have any bearing on the reality of God? Does the actions of a Christian have any bearing on the reality of God? How a Christian acts, what they do, or what they maybe more applicable, what they don't do, right? Does that have anything to do with whether God is real or not? Now, most people, and I see many of you nodding your head, no, no, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Then, family, what I'm asking is this. Why is it that we can let the actions or the lack of actions of another Christian, of another person, affect our faith in God. It, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if God is real, God is real. Amen? Now, if He's not real, He's not real. But if God is real, He's real. And it doesn't matter whether anybody or everybody follows Him or gives their life to Him. It doesn't matter at all. That doesn't make any difference on whether God is real or not. Everybody agree with that? 
So, so what I'm saying is this. Don't let someone else's actions or reactions or lack of actions determine your faith in God. Because if He's real, then let Him be real in your life. Now that brings me to the next question, and that's this one. Does the acceptance of or adherence to the teachings of the Bible have any effect on the truth of it? Does it make any difference whether the Bible is true if one person follows it or a million people follow it or nobody follows it? Does it, have any, does it make any bearing on whether it's true or not? Now, I will say this. It certainly makes it much more attractive and it makes more sense if there are, are many people who say, yes, I believe in it, and they give their life to it, all right? But I'm saying this. The Bible is true whether anybody follows it or not. Okay. Now, most people would agree with that. Say, well, yeah, that's, that's right. It's, it's true whether anybody follows it or not, okay? Then why is it that a person can feel like if someone else doesn't follow the Bible... All of a sudden, that gives them the right, or whatever, not to follow it themselves? That doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, it's either true or it's not true. Now, if it's not true, go your way and forget it, and don't worry about it, all right? But don't blame it on someone else's hypocriticalness. What's that got to do whether you follow it or not? I mean, if it's true, follow it regardless of what anybody else does. Does that make sense? So what I'm saying is, guys... People, you and I, we can really mess up. And we can do things that aren't what we should be doing. We can act in ways we shouldn't. We can say things we shouldn't say. We cannot do things we should do. Okay? That can happen. It happens all the time. But don't let that affect your faith or your following the Bible. For if you do, that makes no sense whatsoever. Family, I am not following God because you are. I'm not following the Bible because you make it look so good. I'm following God because God is real. He's my master and my king, and one day he's coming back. I follow his words because I believe they came from him, and what he says I want to do, he is my king. And if he tells me to do it, I'll do it, regardless of if you ever do it or not. So what I'm saying is, don't. I, I hate it that I let you down sometime, and I know I have, and I probably will again, all right? There's going to be times when something will happen in your life, and I'm not going to be there to help you like I should be, and I'm sorry about that. And you may look across the aisle, and you may say, well, this guy didn't help me, or this lady, she wasn't there, or she said this, or he did this. And yeah, it's just the way we are. We mess up. We don't follow it like we should. That doesn't make it any less true. That doesn't make God any less real. Don't let someone else take your faith away. Because your faith is not based on people. It's based on God. I've noticed that many, many of the issues and struggles I've went through in life have been eased, and the power and help that i found have come through God's people. Sometimes, maybe, like we said, sometimes maybe, but I've found that they have helped me through issues that I never thought I'd get through. Anybody else feel that way? Anybody else have an issue that you went through that your brother and, self, your brother and sisters helped you through? All right. I've seen some of you go through some pretty rough stuff. I mean, as far as the world goes, you've had some health things that, wow. I mean, you've had family that had terrible, terrible diseases and died from those things. And, 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 and sometimes terrible accidents that have happened. And, 
what I've seen is, in many cases, brothers and sisters come through, and God is leading them, and God is helping them, and they are providing for you comfort that you can't find anywhere else, and that is a precious blessing that God has given you, His people. So, one of the ways God helps is through His people. Now, I want to close with this idea, because really when you think about it, if God is real, He is the true source of all power, right? I mean, God is the one I can lean on when I can't lean on anything else because I am in a world that He created. It makes sense that I would be buddies with the Creator, right? So therefore, I want to just focus on the idea of God's power. As I mentioned a minute ago, God never wrings His hand at the issues you're going through and says, oh, I can't handle it. God have never has that problem. I have that problem. And maybe even as I try to help someone else, I may be wringing my hands and saying, what can I do for them? But God never does. He has no issue with that. There's no limit to what he can do, so lean on the power. Go to where the true power is. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 is a powerful verse says this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work within us, coming through Christ, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. This is one that is able to do immeasurably more. We believe that, amen? We believe that. We believe he can do that. So therefore, it just makes sense that I lean on him when I'm dealing with something that I wring my hands and say I can handle. He can. Not only can he handle it, he can do so much more than I could ever imagine. That's what our God says. I'm going to lean on the true power. You want help? God provides help. The help. I mean, the help you can lean on. But if you decide to not follow God or not put him in your life and not let him have your life, if you decide to give him half of yourself, then you can't expect God to be able to help you through your issues. God helps his people, but he never promises someone who doesn't believe in him or doesn't follow him at all that he's going to help them. He just says for his children... He will guard you. He will protect you. He will lead your life. He will help you through whatever you're going through. But he doesn't say that for others. Now, the reason I bring that up is because in Christ, there is some, some tremendous peace and blessings. Outside of Christ, in Satan's realm, there's nothing but pain and sorrow and issues and struggles and problems. Now, I don't mean that you want to have issues and struggles and problems. I'm just saying he gives you something to get you through. You can make it because of his power, because of who he is. So what I'm saying is this. Following Christ does not mean the subtraction of our problems, but it does mean the addition of power and, because of that, the multiplication of blessings. Our God cares what you're going through today, and he will provide for you help to get through it. He'll do it through his word. He'll do it because he cares about you. He'll do it through his people. God will help you. That's what he promises. He knows you have issues. He knows you have problems. And he doesn't just know. He cares. 